Who's going to start the Katie McCabe rant? Is it going to be me or you, Emma? He knew he messed up the minute the whistle went because he went straight up to Katie and I don't know what he said. I should have started you. I don't think he said that, but he should be saying Subscribe that. to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Okay, I'm delighted to say we're joined now by former Dublin Gaelic footballer and Electric Ireland Sigerson Cup winner with DCUDE, Johnny Cooper, as he looks ahead to Wednesday's Electric Ireland Sigerson Cup final between UL and UCC. This year, through its hashtag First Class Rivals campaign, Electric Ireland celebrated the unexpected alliances formed between county rivals as they come together in pursuit of some of the most coveted titles across Camogie and GAA. Johnny, good morning to you. How are you getting on? Morning, Chair. Yeah, really good. Um, not too bad. Nice, bright morning. So, uh, really good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, uh, as far as I know, the, the Sigerson's U1 were all full of stuff with high-quality dubs. Were there any any non-dubs on your teams that you were uh, you were actually friends with at the end of that? It's always good to start with a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, excuse me, there's plenty of dubs, all right. But I know there's loads. Uh, like, I mean, Aidan Walsh and um, Michael Murphy and Robbie Henley. Yeah, there's plenty of... Uh, Guys from outside the M50 as well, so really good days. Michael Murphy's managed. pretty good. He's a decent player. I, I think it, I think it was the Monaghan influence, Niall Moyna being the manager, potentially. Oh, yeah. that we can give true, some credit to him. True, And Mick Bohan and a few other good uh, good leaders there too. Jesus, that's one of the great all-time backroom teams then, is it? <laughs> there was a couple of um, heavy hitters all right along the years. Yeah, well, Mick Bohan would have been the main coach in fairness and obviously he's with the ladies the last couple of years and, and with the men's prior to that, uh, and Niall Moyna. As mentioned, uh, I think he's passed, he's moved on now, he's still in the university, we're not coaching, Paddy is obviously there now. Um, was it enjoyable? Because like you guys obviously had pressure of playing for inter county, but there's this kind of just this little release valve where you're with your mates and you're having the crack with people who you know you're going to come up against uh, potentially later on down the year. So how did you prepare for that from uh, just a mental level? Ah, oh, completely. I know we were joking there, but playing with different guys, but like the perspective and I know again we're joking about Dubs not getting outside the M50, but even from a personal point of view, like the mass massive amount of insight, uh, social, um, I guess, diversity of background. You know, obviously you're playing with quality guys and that's great because on the pitch is important, but even from a personal development, stay in touch with plenty. Um, a lot of them guys uh, that I would have been playing serious with over them years. So I, I think it's a little bit different now. Obviously, out of the college scene, a good number of years now, I think it's a little bit different. The inter-county scene absolutely has first priority, whereas I think at the time there was, there was a little bit of, um, you know, um, I guess people probably, yeah, probably went out of their way a little bit more to play Sigerson. I would think. Um, I, I respect the competition massively, and hopefully, it hopefully it doesn't erode. Um, maybe because the space and time it's been given the last couple of years with the county pressure, obviously, uh, coming on, coming a little bit heavier and, and stronger. Um, it'd be interesting to see where it goes, but hopefully, it remains. And I don't think it can be ring fenced, but somewhere in that space, I think will be useful to maybe pursue. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the Michael Murphy, I was chatting to him recently, is um, uh, heading up the sports department in in Letterkenny, and he was talking about the the importance of third level education generally. And I, I kind of I think that sometimes we take it for granted. I was listening to the football pod, and um, Paddy Andrews, who I think was a teammate of yours, was again, and and Tommy were just talking about like it's really important that we do actually give this some space whatever space it's required because it's an opportunity for players as you say to mix from other backgrounds but also just to mature at their own pace because everybody matures at, at a different pace and sometimes you're ready for inter-county and sometimes you're not uh, no, I fully agree and I just listened to your rugby conversation a couple of minutes ago I mean one of the 
unfortunate downsides certainly from my experience of GA is obviously you get to see guys across the four white lines but beyond that from other counties that is but beyond that it doesn't probably venture too far um, and college is certainly that outlet you know you get to mix you get to see people in very different lights I mentioned a moment ago the social the personal development the perspectives you get for people with different backgrounds um, and hopefully then the diversity of thought um, various other elements that come into your psyche that to be quite honest aside from the third level education in any university be it in in ATU and Michael Murphy or DCU with, you know, Niall Moyna, obviously the academics that you're getting or the, just the exposure in that regard in terms of upskilling yourself, um, you know, education wise, think from a number of different angles. And hopefully, as I said a moment ago, it doesn't erode or doesn't continue to, you know, there's a massive amount of pressure. But at the same time, I reflect, you know, amount of a number of years I reflect on my time, you know, S- Sunday, Wednesday was, was music to my ears, you know, fortunately lads get injured and that's the downside of it too. But, you know, Sunday, Wednesday, or at the time it was actually Friday, Saturday, a Sigerson weekend. And then the following weekend, you're playing National Football League. So look, not ideal. And if you were designing it from scratch, would you do it that way? No, probably not. But at the same time, I think there's massive upsides, as you mentioned there, and, and upshots to it all, if the balance is struck. And I appreciate that's a big if at times. It- Sorry, go on. Uh, just know, I, I know you've done that the, the masters in behavioural psychology, Johnny, which is fascinating as well. And and it, it strikes me when you're talking about coming up against lads later in the year for for your county that you would have played with at Sigerson level. Does it does it have an impact at all on on performance? Like when you're when you're playing against someone you know so well, if you're up against a forward that, you, that you're you're friends with and you socialise with, as you say, throughout the year at college level, or is it just a case of at intercounty level you have to be a robot? Yeah, um, like. No, it doesn't make any difference. I mean, coming up against lads, seeing them in as a normal, as we all should, um, as a normal person, as a human, et cetera, what they like, what they don't like, what their tendencies are, what their fears, what their, you know, motivations are. Obviously, when you're playing in the county and you don't know guys as such, you just take them on face value. You watch them and you do your analysis and they kick and they run and they catch and they jump, et cetera. But obviously, that's only, you know, 10% of the actual picture. So getting to know lads in different lights is definitely very helpful albeit I probably wouldn't personally have come up against too many forwards it would have been you know, the likes of Rob Henley and Michael Murphy uh, so Michael at times but um, Neil Collins and these guys from Roscommon more so in my circle so definitely useful to know it probably just gives you a greater appreciation if I'm being honest about it because as I said you probably don't get the opportunity to socialise or converse beyond just the you know the 60-70 the minutes on a football pitch so I think it's very useful um, perhaps very useful to guys from a few different perspectives and albeit at the time personally anyway Probably didn't take full stock of it, but certainly now looking back, you're like massive opportunity to stay in contact with everyone from, you know, David Kelly and Sligo to Carl Craig and in, in, in Connacht doing fantastic work. And I guess from a networking, from a social, from a professional point of view as well, years later, um, as it should be, you'll fall back on these relationships beyond just the, you know, the medals or the Sigerson Cup wins that you had, albeit as important as they are at the time. Uh, one thing I, I wanted to, to bring up there, um, Paddy, I think, has spoken as well about being dropped from the team and using that as motivation and, and watching the team be successful. Um, with Conor McKenna on last week and he was saying he was um, at a game in Croker when he could have been playing and he felt a little bit sick when Tyrone were 5-1 up against, you know, just that he would be missing out on it. I think sometimes we just assume that um, the Dublin success story is, is relatively straightforward. But actually, as individuals, you all had to nursed your own motivations at, at different stages along the way did you were you always able to refer back to the first bit when you weren't in the team to keep you going at at the at the absolute peak or how did you how did you top up the levels of desire and motivation to keep going 
Yeah, I, I think certainly for me, and look, you're right, everyone has their own journey, um, you know, whether it's Kieran Kilkenny that comes straight onto the team and plays and has been playing ever since, or whether it's, you know, Brian Fenton that doesn't play, you know, minor and all of a sudden it takes a couple of years. Everyone has their own journey. Myself, no different. I didn't play, albeit on the you know, Ireland winning team, 2010, captain of that team, and thought it would be just a natural you kind of next step and didn't happen to me for another couple of years. Eventually got a, a, an opportunity in their path then, 2012, just to be on the squad. Yeah, I think certainly for me, the, a big motivator was it took a couple of years to get there and would have endeavoured and, and been as disciplined as possible in terms of training and so on at that time just to get an opportunity, just to get onto a possible squad, which is 30-odd players, never mind a match day or never mind a 15 or never mind as a transpire for me to be captain of the team. Mm-hmm. So certainly at times, um, very useful to me, Jair. I think then as the, my career progressed, I kind of lost that bit of you know, that bit of sense of, you know, because I, I was there and I was firmly there three or four years into it. So I was more trying to find those little, I guess, diverse um, lateral um, insights that might have been there. And I know we've talked before and around just cleaning insights from different sports, different organizations, different people um, across the board. And that was probably then more as the second half of my career took off the opportunity then just to keep as I am now, remain curious to know that uh, I know very, very little. So what's out there and the exciting opportunity that's there just to, as I said, upscale and glean and maybe, as it was for me for the last number of years, try and influence and lead that group um, as best as possible. When you're trying to deal with and process disappointments like that, Johnny, like not getting into a squad, I, I think I've heard you speaking before about that semi-final defeat to Donegal as well and how you were out that night and talking about you, how you felt your own preparation maybe wasn't as, as good as it could have been and blaming yourself for some Donegal goals. Is, is that an important part of being an, an elite athlete? You almost have to, even if you don't feel like you were at fault, you almost have to take some level of responsibility to keep your ego in check and maybe, I, I guess, give yourself something to come back the following year and, and, and have that as motivation. Yeah, I think so, Shane. I mean, like for me, it's trying to, you know, and we're all, as I said, have our own journeys, certainly at the start of my career, 11 or 12 years ago, like the the, the limited self-awareness, the limited, I guess, in some regards, ability to be able to be humble and be very honest with myself, never mind be honest with teammates and so on. So I think um, only from a personal perspective, you build up that sort of, I guess, awareness of self. And that comes through, you know, doing education, GPA, been very, very good over the years. I've gone through some different diplomas and executive um, leadership and masses and organizational behavior and psychology and, and that type of thing. So for me, kind of that bit of self-awareness is important to be able to, to be able to, I guess, honestly reflect upon yourself. But then also when you have the opportunity to talk to coaches or managers or even colleagues and your peers and teammates that you actually have the ability to to bring the the pertinent and the right information to the table as opposed to maybe when you're 20, 21, et cetera, maybe not as mature, you're not as developed, maybe don't as much perspective perhaps experience obviously at the time as well so um i think that self-awareness is probably the key bit as i reflect upon the the question that you asked uh, johnny you did a round of media yesterday i don't know if you've had a chance to, to look at the papers if you've been sent the, the clippings yet but um there's a lot of focus on just your your brutal honesty about your recovery from the horrific attack you suffered and i just wondered is it something that you're comfortable talking about now is is it something that you're never going to be comfortable talking about because um, I, I hadn't you know obviously we'd, we'd read some stuff before about it but I hadn't really heard you talk about it it's a funny one for me Jerry. a little bit like uh, as a question is asked now I'll be as honest as possible in, in answering the question but probably wouldn't be going out of my way maybe to, to share in lots of ways very happy to help and even even though this morning if I'm being honest somebody got in contact with me to say they've been through a similar situation and 
how do I deal with it basically and looking for a bit of help and for me that's just magic that's gold dust you know if I can help somebody in any situation beyond just performance and sports and day to day I'm involved in you know um, organisations and working with leadership teams and high potentials and so on so like look, to be brutally honest about being crude I know it's already part of more like it's it, it's 11 or 12 stab wounds to your head I mean and some of them are millimetres couple on the eyelid couple on the ears many on the back of my neck like it should have been like there's no there's no doubt in my mind it should have been curtains for me and that's just that's not curtains from football career like it was very very close so you know and I mentioned earlier on that the 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 big thing for me was that Donegal performance and my own preparation for that performance I guess as it transpired put me in that situation and like that was kind of a massive development and learning for me and to just be be as prepared as possible and probably endeavoured um, I don't know if I ever got there with my former teammates but endeavoured to earn their respect in terms of my preparation as well as my on-field um, performance so look I'm very happy to talk about it but at the same time it's obviously a, you know it's a it's a touchy enough subject that needs yeah to be unpacked and maybe you know um, spoken about in, in certain ways but as I said that person that got in touch with me like it makes that makes the world a difference to me to be able to possibly support somebody that's maybe going through a difficult challenge or journey and um, that I might have been through and that resonates with them you know yeah I've no doubt you you won this the respect of your teammates um, uh, famously Bernard called you a process ninja so that that definitely happened um, I, I think like uh, when you talked about suffering fear from it afterwards I think it's it's a, a universal response that many people have to trauma and to be honest I feel like showing that publicly is a, a vulnerability that we all need to show more of that we all need to talk about these things because otherwise we kind of skirt around what it means to be a human being and and don't really fulfill our full potential yeah and it's, it's something that resonates in my professional environment as I mentioned a moment ago I get to work with you know um, leaders and senior leadership teams and we talk a lot about connecting with your people connecting with your teams showing care and demonstrating that but also to your point of being vulnerable and being able to actually be yourself and be authentic and be be you we all have stories and all have past and all have I guess ways in which you know we're brought up or different experiences and sharing them I just have one very, very small snippet. Um, equally, if we were in a different medium, a different conversation today, you know, they would be go around the table and we could unpack various things and profound sort of experiences, I think, are, are, are certainly worth sharing. Obviously, there's a time and place to do it and there's kind of that moment, et cetera, to do it. Um, but I, I think you're right. And probably we do a lot of, again, from professional work, a lot of kind of collaboration and knowledge sharing with the Southern Hemisphere um, colleagues and so on that are down there. They're really, really good in particular at sort of, you know, just being open, not that the Irish people aren't open, but being more open and more open to, you know, whatever I have, I'm bringing it forward and that's the best of me. I know it's not perfect. I'm not perfect, certainly, but bringing that forward and being, I guess, honest in that regard can only be more powerful. I think that the Irish way and the Irish sort of, human as such is certainly we're certainly getting there uh, but I think we have a bit of work to do and that's sort of what ma- makes my job every day fascinating and trying to help and support people in terms of their performance potential that being one powerful element to it I suppose that's why I, I actually brought it up and I appreciate you know it's, it is a very delicate subject but the decision to go public and, and to talk about it that's kind of you know it's, it's in the papers today and, and people can read more details on it but I, I do think that that shows you know, a care beyond yourself. And it can't have been an easy decision to talk about. 
No, no. Um, but like you, you can't bury things away or certainly that was my perspective. Like a, in some ways, albeit a, a Z lister when you're playing for the Dublin football team, you know, you're, you're sort of public uh, in lots of ways. And I just felt for a number of reasons it's important to get it out there, but obviously to own, you know, I firmly feel accountable for putting myself and putting my family to a lesser extent in, in kind of awkward situations during that particular time. So I felt ownership and accountable to the front up in lots of ways and be honest and, and be open. Um, everyone has a couple of drinks on a Friday and Saturday. It wasn't ideal for me that night. It was an unfortunate event, but at the same time, it was an incredible learning. Wouldn't wish it anybody uh, upon anybody, but at the same time for me, and I spoke about this before, around my ego and and other elements just not being right, not being aligned and not being, you know, where they needed to be because I, I love supporting people and teams and, and performance. And if you as a leader, which, as I said, I was lucky enough to be for the Dublin team for a number of years, if you're not there and if you're not accountable, if you're not honest and you're not presenting yourself in the moment and the situation and you're burying some things, albeit some of those things might be delicate, I, I just don't see how it fully, um, you get the potential out of yourself. So, yeah, look, I think it's going to be a bit of a journey. Um, I sort of unpacked it a little bit. Some that's been public, you know, obviously had conversations at home and whatnot as well. And that's been very, very helpful. But, you know, I still have, I still get scared when I'm on my own and it's dark. Um, I'll be very honest. Um, and at times I don't like to be places that are you no know, streetlights and that type of thing and kind of looking over my shoulder. I wouldn't put the earphones in as maybe I used to do. If you're listening to music, I'd be very, very vigilant. Um, that's just one you know, one kind of um, thing that's followed me around the last number of years. But as I said, it's good to own it and it's good to, and thanks for asking the question, it's good to, you know, talk about it too. Yeah, I think it's really brave to talk about it. And I think that, um, you know, I think we as a country definitely have a journey to go when it comes to being open. We're definitely getting better at it, 100% getting better at it. But, um, you know, and I think these conversations, I hope, are helping. And if there is anybody out there who, who gets any comfort from it, um, to know that, you know, because you were an elite athlete, you, you could absolutely look after yourself, you could a- absolutely protect yourself, but that you still feel vulnerable when there aren't streetlights or, or when there's darkness or when you're on your own. And I think that a lot of people are going to identify with that, particularly people who've been through anything on, on the scale of things that um, that you went through. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think, look, like trauma and going through certain instances, um, they're certainly not pretty and um, there's lots of learnings but upon reflection and, and that's the important thing like time does pass like for me the the sunlight you know the the, the sunlight c- comes down on my, my Dublin football career but every morning like this morning the sunlight comes up and there's a new like and people speaking people being open um, as you said I think there's a bit, a bit, bit of, to go, bit of ways to go for, for us as a kind of a nation but at the same time I think it's definitely turning and there's definitely lots more opportunity for people um, to reach out um, and invariably there will be there always is somebody's ears that are there that you can rely upon albeit you mightn't think it at the time Johnny you've been really good with your time and I know you've got to go but I do have one final question how long is it going to be before we see you on a sideline coaching because it sounds like you've got a lot of knowledge to impart <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know I'm still massively curious the retirement thing doesn't sit well uh, massively curious I'm going to continue to pull a couple of treads around just trying to stay open and connect with as many different people. I don't know. Look, I don't know if I'll be even any good as a coach or, or beyond that. Um, but as I said, very interested to help learn um, and also help translate people's performance potential. I don't know what context that might be. Maybe it's business, maybe it's not. Um, but wouldn't rule out anything, but at the same time, I know I have a massive journey of knowledge um, and understanding to gain uh, in the next couple of years too. 
will enjoy the retirement wherever it takes you. Johnny, great to talk to you again. Thanks a million. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Shane. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. 